Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. While not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful rash that can last for weeks. Wake up because shingles could wake up in you. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another exciting and riveting episode of Just Be. There is a very pressing, important issue that I need to communicate to you about, and it's about paper straws. Paper straws. Paper straws. Sometimes you'll be at a coffee place or a Starbucks, and like you'll just open that straw, and it's a plastic straw, and it's like you've sort of gotten the the, the golden ticket. You are in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and you're like, holy shit, I hope no one sees. I fucking got the plastic straw. Like maybe one. It's like when you get one random sprinkle in like a plain vanilla ice cream, just something happened. There was a plastic straw just that got like, that like, I don't know, made it onto a conveyor belt into the store. And I've just got one of the last surviving plastic straws. The thing is, we do have to pick our spots. And I do, when I get, when I take food in and I have those plastic containers, I always reuse them. That's where my daughter's crayons live. That's where I have little gadgets or buttons. I organize everything in there. Maybe those little clips that are at your desk, if you just, they're just messing up. So I'm a big person of trying to recycle what I can. So I was thinking though, um, so I use my plastic credit card to pay for the drink at Starbucks and I haven't gotten it yet, but I, I'm sure that I will get plastic surgery at some point. There are plastic containers in my 
kitchen cabinet. There are plastic materials in my car that I drive to go to Starbucks. I bought some Halloween decorations and there's plastic on them. Some commercials say plastic makes it possible. Based on the fact that I've just explained to you just a small portion of my day, I mean, I'm looking at keys on my daughter's computer. I actually think they might be made of plastic. So I just want to fucking know. Oh, I have a water bottle here that's going to make me be green because I'm not going to use plastic water bottles. But the truth of the matter is the top of it that holds in the bottom, that insulated bottle, it's plastic. It came with a metal straw, which I applied. And I do buy my own straws. And I will, if I think of it, put my own straws into my daughter's lunchbox and bring it with me into my purse. I'm in my daughter's room. There's like a light up, amazing modern bunny. And it it looks like it's made of of plastic. So we are drawing the line at straws at Starbucks. And the truth of the matter is, I think I would use a paper credit card if I could. And I would, you know, use paper to wrap my makeup brushes. But I really just, I don't like the straw. I, I don't like it in my mouth. I don't like it feels soggy. It's like this fucking limp dick that's just like started off hard when I started drinking the drink and two sips in and I can't even the thing is I can't even drink the rest of the drink like it's not like I don't want to be green or anything I can't finish the drink that I've purchased in a plastic cup by the way that has a paper straw in it I can't finish the fucking drink because of the paper straw it's now folded over and I often take the time to like rip off the top to then get some like fresh blood so like underneath there that part hasn't been so wilted but I just want to know, like, if we're going to do this thing, we got to go all the way because I just don't feel like we're making a big enough difference if we're just going to just just draw the line at the plastic straw. I want to know the difference that the paper straws have made. I want to know, like, I just want to know the impact of the paper straw switch, how big that has been. Has it sort of, is it going to be like in the time, you know, top 100 greatest moments of 2020, the paper straw switch. I just want to understand. So I'm asking you guys to point me in the direction of some data or statistics because I haven't seen any yet. Let me know on my Instagram or at just be with Bethany. And what else can we do from plastic to paper? Today is my conversation with Hillary Clinton. The magnitude is not lost on me. She has accomplished so much since the very beginning of her life. She has really just never, ever stopped fighting and persevering and moving forward. So this is a pretty exciting conversation for me. Very early on in this podcast, I think it really provides the essence of what this show is about, which is to humanize someone that you may not know that well at all. Hi. Hello, Bethany. How are you? I'm so excited and just humbled and taking it in. And thank you so much. I honestly, your your time is so valuable. And I wanted to tell you what the podcast is. And you agreed blindly (laughs) without asking for a question. Oh, dear. (laughs) Yes. But are you having fun? Are you having fun doing this? I are yes, I could not love it more. I find it liberating. What do you how do you feel about it doing it? I feel great. I you know, I never would have thought that I would be here in my attic of my house and you know, with my new podcast, you and me both talking to f- fabulous people about everything under the sun and I 
Um, maybe it's because we're all at home and, and you know, we're kind of looking for substitutes for what we can't do, like go out and see people and have meals together and all of that. But I love it. I know. It's so freeing. And I I see that you're in casual clothes, too. I usually am at home, and I wear pajamas, and then I shower prior because I feel like it's respectful to the guests to shower <laughs> and put a little perfume on. But well, just so p- your listeners know, you've got a Snoopy t-shirt on, which is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> well... My my team was wondering if anyone's ever interviewed you in a Snoopy t-shirt, and they all suspected probably not. I think this is a first, and 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 Snoopy looks like he's going to, you know, be an astronaut or something. As I can, I'm trying to make it out here. Yes, well, my <laughs> my adorable. teammate is is Corey, and he's gay, and he says this looks like a gay Snoopy. That so I think he might be a gay Snoopy, and here he is. So well, it looks like there's like a gay flag behind Snoopy. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I like that. <laughs> So this is just me with Bethany, and the filter here is Game Changers, Mavericks, Fearlessness, started from the bottom, now we're here. And I want to know how you agreed to do this. We are two weeks into doing this, and we get an email that we all stopped and we started screaming, am I sitting down? I said, why? And your email was read. (laughs) And, and, And what made you decide to do this? Well, you you know, now that I'm doing my own podcast, I've been listening to podcasts and I find them fascinating because they run the gamut. And I listened to a couple of your podcasts and I just really loved your freewheeling kind of open-ended conversations with people that were like Mark Cuban, for example, you know, were, you know, were really intriguing. And so I thought, wow, I'd, I'd love to talk with Bethany, because I'd love to have the experience of being interviewed by her as I am kind of putting together my own podcasting expertise, so to speak. (laughs) Fabulous. All right. Well, that's thrilling. And you know that I think you're, you'll, I mean, we've done well, but I think that that you doing this will put me on the map. And so do you realize the currency you have, just being you, the actual power and currency, just your influence to just decide to do something and it could change somebody else's entire life. You know, I don't think about it like that. I do feel a sense of obligation in a way because there are a lot of people who follow me or, you know, look up to me or in this case, listen to my podcast. I want to be a positive force. You know what I mean? I want to be somebody who can help people and Especially now we're going through this common trauma of this terrible pandemic and then the, you know, racial reckoning and economic catastrophe that so many people are suffering. There's a lot of pain out there. And so I'm trying in my own way to, you know, lift people up and give them some idea of, you know, what they could do that would make their lives better, despite all the challenges. Do you feel that that you're becoming even more and more authentic as you dig deeper into who you are and seeing it play out in front of everyone. For example, you know, I watched the documentary and it gave me such a greater sense of who you actually are, but who people think we are and who we actually are, you know, is sometimes so vastly different. And so I thought to myself, if aliens landed on earth and the first person they met was you and they said, who are you? And what do you do? What would you say? Well, I I would say that, you know, I'm somebody who has um, always felt like I had a mission or a purpose to make the most out of my own life and also to give back. 
I've been really lucky in lots of ways uh, with the, you know, family I was born into and the opportunities that I've been given, and I've worked really hard. And so I feel like I'm kind of on this earth to try to make things better for people who don't have those advantages that I've been given. And, you know, the word authentic, which gets thrown around a lot, I mean, I feel like I've been exactly the same person my entire life, but I'm really well aware of how, you know, public perceptions and then being in public life and being in political life, how sometimes that is not an opening, but a a barrier to people really seeing you or getting to know you. And so I, I accept that. You know, it's there's so many things I want to say about that, because in thinking about your life and career and having to be sort of like that video game frogger, bobbing and weaving in and out of traffic, in many ways, it's don't hate the player, hate mm-hmm. the game, because you wanted to get into the White House to be able to affect more change. And you were so ahead of everybody else protesting and thinking about things that most women weren't even thinking about then. But you have to somehow navigate that because you have to find a way. You can't just jump in right. and be like, I'm here, do it my way. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, part of the the challenge is, especially when you're a woman, is understanding enough about who you are and what you're trying to achieve, but also recognizing that, you know, there's still this gigantic double standard. Uh, it's just out there. And, you know, we we are still judged on a, a different set of criteria than men in public life or men in business or men in academia, you just name it, men anywhere. There is still a different set of expectations. And so, I've been first in a lot of areas, so I've had to kind of go into the, you know, go into the uh, the traffic uh, and try to figure out how I was going to maneuver it and get through it. And you know, people are sitting there saying, "Well, I don't think she's doing that right," or you know, "I don't like her hair," or, "I don't, you know, I don't like this or that," because it's new and it's unusual, and everybody has to kind of figure out what it means. So, yeah, I I, I know that there's a uh, you know there's a Still, a, a big burden on a lot of women in the public arena that we have to just keep pushing forward with. Well, we have in common that we're polarizing people. And in watching your documentary, it seems like you don't live in the love and you don't live in the hate. Like you don't, you know, you don't mm-hmm. bask in the love, but you right. don't, you don't self-deprecate in the hate. Exactly. I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, because. You know, just like you, you have people who uh, just adore you and follow you and, you know, model themselves after you. And then you've got people who gripe and and complain and and critique you. And, you know, just like most things, you can't get pushed to the extremes. You can't believe, you know, all the adulation and the best about yourself. And you certainly should not buy in to all the negativity and the hate and all the rest that goes with uh, the critics. So you have to chart your own course. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. You can just be who you are for better, for worse, and, you know, good times and bad. You just be who you are. And the people who get you will get you. And they'll know that you, like them, are an imperfect human being. You know, you, you, you don't walk on water. You do the best you can to get through the day, to, you know, be fair and, and good to people around you and all the rest. But at the, at the end of it, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be happy and satisfied with yourself. Yes. And 
right now, I feel that it's more confining and more constricting than ever because you can't, you don't know what you can and can't say, and you're not allowed to make a mistake. And part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast right now this way is because I have to be able to say what my opinion is. And if there's a forum and people disagree with it, okay, let's have a conversation. But people aren't having conversations. Yeah. I think that that is, uh, you know, really an unfortunate uh, development is that, you know, look, there are some people who they're not interested in conversation. They're just interested in dominating what you're supposed to believe and what you're supposed to say from, you know, all kinds of directions. It's not just coming from one side. It's coming from, you know, 360 degrees. And so there are people who are trying to just I think, stifle conversation if you don't agree with them. And I think that's terrible. I think it's divisive. I think it doesn't lead to good decision-making. I mean, you know, yeah, look, there are some people who believe things that I find abhorrent. I'm not interested in having a conversation with them. I don't think you are either. But there's a whole lot of other people who, you know, they have differences of opinion based on their own experiences. And you should be able to have a conversation. But uh, we're going through a period of time where everybody's really on edge. And I think a lot of it has to do you know, with the pandemic, with the terrible killings of George Floyd and others, there's a lot of tension and, you know, anxiety and anguish in the world. The economic crisis has devastated people. There's just, there's so much tension that people are are afraid to have a conversation because they're not sure they can take much more. Does that make sense? I, 100%. And it's, it's, I'm mad as hell and I'm I'm not going to take this anymore. People are also stuck in their homes. So Mm -hmm. it's an idle mind is a devil's playground and people are just angry and they want to have this conversation. Not a conversation, though. It's I'm right. You're wrong. Now what? Okay, so it's a zero sum game. And I find that to be a problem. And sometimes I watch social media and I'm thinking it's okay if you disagree with me. I disagree with you. But let's. Yeah. 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 So so that we, we agree on that. But see, I really, I, I like it. That I like you, you, you pointed out, you know, the, the problem with a zero-sum game. And I agree with you completely. Right now, there's too much of a zero-sum game going on. And it's like, you know, I can only win if you lose. No, wait a minute. You know what? I think there's a way that, yeah, maybe we wouldn't get everything we want, but we'd sure make some, you know, good changes together if we would actually listen to each other. That is now considered, you know, unacceptable. It's my way or no way. And I just, we, you can't run a society, especially a democracy, if you're not listening to people and trying to find common ground. You may reject it after the effort and say, no, you know, that's not going to work. I don't I don't believe that or I can't go along with that. But the effort is really important. You want to understand why someone feels that way, even if you don't agree with it. You want to understand where that thought process comes from versus saying you're a jerk. I disagree with you. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And walk away. I'm not talking to you anymore. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and 
Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You said before that you felt that you had a mission and did you feel that inside of you? Like, wow, I have this something. I have this special thing and I'm not sure what it is, but I'm going to take this thing all the way. Did you feel that? You know, I did, Bethany. And I think I've thought a lot about, you know, why I chose uh, some of the paths I took. And I really go back to my mother, you know, who was a major influence in my life. And she had a really really bad childhood. She was basically neglected and abandoned and pretty much out on her own. And by the time she was 13, she was working in somebody else's home. She was being a babysitter and a housekeeper. And as I learned about that, I didn't know it when I was a little kid, but as I became a teenager, I just felt really uh, drawn to trying to figure out how I could help kids. That was my main driver, particularly neglected and abused kids, poor kids, sick kids. And I, I really believe it was in large measure because I would imagine, you know, my mother's life. Now, she she had some moments, and I asked her this once. I said, how did you get through that? Because it was so grim. And she said, along the way, somebody would be kind to me. So, for example, when she was in first grade, she never had any she never brought any food to school she had to wear the same clothes every day etc 
And her first grade teacher noticed, because they used to, in those days, that was a long time ago, in like the 1920s, you know, they would eat at their desk in their classroom. And she noticed that my mother never brought any food. And so a few days went by and the teacher came and, and said to my mother, you know, Dorothy, um, I, I, I just brought too much food today. I, I, can't, I, I can't eat it all. Would you like it? And it was never embarrassing or humiliating. It was totally out of kindness. Or, f- you know, f- fast forward to when my mother was working in somebody else's home and she, she couldn't go to high school because she had to work and she couldn't, her grandparents had thrown her out. And uh, so the mother of the house said, you know, Dorothy, if you would like to go to high school, if you get up early and you finish your work, you should go to high school. And, you know, I think about a 13-year-old being put in that position, it breaks my heart. But for my mother, it was kindness. So my mother would get up early, and she would run to school, and she would run back, and she would do her other chores. And, you know, you think about just the small things. You're talking about people who are at home. Just the small things that make a huge difference in somebody's lives. So like 50 years later, my mother is telling me about her first grade teacher and the woman whose house she worked in because those two people showed kindness to her. So I think, you know, that was really what motivated me to go to work for the Children's Defense Fund and and work on, you know, kids' issues uh, in the early part of my career. I think about your journey and the sort of bobbing and weaving of you and can I, Bill, I mean, which I call him Bill? Mm-hmm. Okay, Bill. Yeah, sure. This sounds like such like a regular name now when I say it out loud. I'm like Joe, Bill. Okay, so you and yeah. Bill are sort of you know switching positions in you know you you were the supporting character and then he was the supporting character in the film. And I wonder, do you think you would have gone as far as you have without him? And do you think that he would have gone all the way without you? Or do you think it was a sum is greater than its parts thing? I think it was the sum is greater than the parts. I mean, you know, when when I met him, um, I had no idea back in law school, you know, that he would end up being president. But he was charismatic and he was really smart and he was funny. And, you know, we just really hit it off. And so our, you know, our time together, we were married 45 years as of, uh, you know, October the 11th. Um, our time together has been really mutually supportive. And you're right. At some points, you know, I I did more to support him. At other points, he did more to support me. But not just in the public way, you know, in the in you know the really personal way when you know a parent dies or there's some other tragedy in your life. You know, to have somebody by your side who kind of knows the whole history and and can be there supporting you and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. And then we had, you know, I know you have a daughter. We we had a daughter and it's been a great gift parenting with him. And now grandparenting with him is just the best. So, you know, you look back on a long life, there are ups, there's downs, but it's it's all part of the the life that I chose and I made, and I'm really grateful for it. So that's what I kind of want to talk about because we come from your mom had a challenging background. I had a sort of non-traditional challenging background, and I've never firsthand seen a successful relationship. So sometimes I think about if that if I had that foundation, if if my relationships would be different. I mean, business comes very easy to me. Relationships are just the one thing I would love to be able to accomplish. But um, I think about your age. So you're from a different generation. You you have such a sort of modern approach to so many things, but a traditional 
provincial attitude towards marriage that is admirable. And my viewpoint, which is I'm not in your marriage, is that you can't you can't crystallize 45 years of marriage in events that are publicized that sound pretty crappy. D- don't get it twisted. But right. how has that process worked your whole married life and from being a child until now where you're staying in it and you know you're staying in it and you've made that commitment and that's just the way it's going to be? You know, look, I'm, I've had a somewhat public marriage, uh, as you as you alluded, and obviously everybody knows that. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's just so much more in a relationship and, and certainly in our marriage that I have benefited from, I'm grateful for. And then I had to make a really hard decision, like many, many millions of uh, women uh, in our country, around the world, throughout history. And it was not easy. And, you know, lots of kibitzers on all sides, you know, telling me what I should or shouldn't do. I had to dig down deep and, and really feel like, wait a minute, what is right for me, for my family, uh, for the kind of life that I want to keep living and the person I want to keep becoming? Um, so, you know, I, I made the decision to, you know, stay in the marriage and to focus on it and to be, you know, really um, as, as committed as I could be, because on balance, it was what made, made me feel was right. And I don't pretend that my decision is the right decision for everybody, but I think if you go through a really intentional uh, self-examination, so it's not knee-jerk, it's not yes, no, or I give in or I give up or whatever. If you really think it through, you come to the decision that's right for you. It might not be right for your sister or your best friend or your neighbor down the block, but you make that decision and then you go forward with it. And that's, you know, that's how I see it. Well, in watching your husband talk about you and get teary-eyed, you could see how much he truly, truly loves you, like to the core. You can just actually see the in the body language and in yeah. his face. And so yeah. when I meet people who've been married for such a long time, I find it to be such an incredible accomplishment. It's much easier in business, in 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 friendships, in marriage, in you know, to 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 walk. And I think that. You've been criticized for staying, but I don't think you've been honored quite enough for fortitude. <laughs> I mean, that, that's very hard to do that, much less publicly is, for anyone just to feel. Hard. Yeah, you to go through that and to feel embarrassed and to just have to, you know, and I'm glad that you did having seen the documentary. I just feel like it's something to aspire to. People have so many things that happen in 45 years. I mean, that's my almost my entire lifetime. Shit's going to happen. I was going to say, I know. We've been Shit's married practically your entire life. <laughs> and I'm no spring chicken. I, yeah, it's going to happen. So so that that I that I applaud. And how do you nurture a relationship with all that work? I have problems in my relationships with, you know, I've got to do this and you've got to go there. And this is important. And that's important. And I haven't had a career like you and much less where your partner has a career like you. So how the hell... That's what the nitty gritty of it, the day to day. I mean, you've had some big firework moments right. that we've all watched, but I'm talking about not Valentine's Day and not uh, Infidelity Day. I'm talking about the 300 and mm-hmm. you know 25 other days or the year that you know aren't yeah. holidays. So yeah. how does that? How do you do that? What's the takeaway? 
You know, it, I, th- I think that's such the right question, and it's particularly important in these days because, you know, before the pandemic, everybody was going off in a million different directions, and there's so many demands on everybody's life, but somebody, you know, as busy as, as you, you know, it gets compounded. So you got to find things that you really make time for, and... You know, before the pandemic, when we were living a much more, you know, normal life, we, you know, made time to go out to dinner. We made time to go to the movies. We made time to go to the theater. We made time to visit friends. And, of course, spending time with, you know, our daughter and our grandkids. Now, during this pandemic, it's it's fascinating, Bethany, because we make time to go for long walks. I mean, I, I'm a, a huge believer in getting out into nature and, and breathing. I mean, it's like my mental health exercise of the day. Uh, we make time to spend time with our, our kids and our family. We make time to, you know, play games, card games, do puzzles, uh, word games. I mean, it sounds kind of hokey, but you got to create almost a, I think of a weaving together of, you know, all of your individual interests, you know, he watches sports as much as any human being I know. He watches anything and he was depressed when in the beginning of the pandemic, there were no sports. He was watching, you know, cornhole contests and pickleball (laughs) contests, anything, right? Thank God that, you know, sports came back so we can watch football and baseball and basketball. So he watches a lot of sports, which is his, which is his deal. Um, You know, I talk to my friends, I read a lot. We watch, you know, common TV programs that we find, uh, you know, entertaining and the like. But you have to make a real point of it because it is so easy to sort of just kind of drift away because, you know, working on relationships, you know, it's hard. It, it, it takes, you know, a lot of patience and practice. And I, I have no other advice than that other than, you know, it's like anything else. If you value it, you do it and you practice at it and you try to get better at it. So you're saying it's a quality, not quant. It's a quality, not quantity, and it's making moments that are very present, making memories and and yes. present moments. That, yeah, that that makes right. Scheduling oh. them, you know, making you know, making them a priority. And of course, in the pandemic, it is quality and quantity because I mean we're <laughs> we're together twenty four seven. No, we're not going anywhere. We have uh, you know not not many places uh, that we can uh, get out of our house. So we spend a lot of time together. And you're, are you with uh, your daughter, too? So you're all together? Are you having more yes, quality? Yes, wow. we're all together. So you never thought you'd oh, get this time? It's the best. I mean, no, I never thought I'd get to spend this kind of time with my grandchildren. I have a six-year-old granddaughter. I have a four- and a one-year-old grandson, so three little kids. And I wow. never would have thought. I mean, it's the only silver lining in this otherwise really stressful, difficult time for all of us. Uh, But it's a big silver lining because, you know, all summer, I mean, literally they would come and wake us up and jump on our bed and, uh, you know, come on, grandma, come on, pop, pop, come outside. We want to play or, you know, it it was just the best. I mean, those memories are uh, priceless. Embedded forever. What a great, what a great silver lining. And I do think though that the way that I see it is that people are still right now, and some people are, you know, obviously people are impoverished and have no job and are un- unwell, and that's a, that's a major bucket. But I think there are many people that have never jumped out of fear business-wise, and now the snow globe is totally shaken up, and yep. I think there's going to be a big flourishing yep. of small businesses as a result of this because people have to fly. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. You know, one thing, well, because you are a businesswoman and you've been really 
innovative and entrepreneurial, you know, maybe through your podcast, you could, you know, not only have business people on, but, you know, have people who can, you know, help your listeners think about what they could do to exactly. start a business. I mean, because I, I agree with you. This should be a time of ferment and innovation if we're smart about it. It's a time to plant seeds and they will grow. There will be a gold rush. Exactly. So that's what I do think because I tell people, don't get manic and it's so hard to not have anxiety. Try to focus on your self-care and sleeping because now's the time to be pl- planning. Everybody's still, so now's when you're planting your seeds. You're planning and charting your course. That's how I feel about it. That, I do. I, that, I like that. I like that. That's good. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. In what ways has being a woman had advantages? Because we talk a lot about what women don't get and, and you know, not equal pay aside, aside from Judge Judy. Because <laughs> she once said, thank God I didn't ask for equal pay, which I love. <laughs> that was smart. Right? So yeah. in what way has 
being a woman had its advantages, like where, you know, things have happened for you that wouldn't have happened if you were a man? Well, you know, I think of the advantages more in sort of like a holistic way. Um, I really do believe that uh, being empathetic, being able to put yourself in somebody else's position comes more naturally to women. I mean, I, I think that for, certainly from my experience, I have a a much broader aperture. My, you know, my brain is sort of open wider to sort of pick up how people are feeling and hurting and, and maybe what we can, you know, try to do to help. Uh, and I and I like that. I mean, you know, when you think about what's happened around the world with the pandemic, it's pretty clear now that the countries with the best outcomes were run by women. Think about that. In New Zealand, Taiwan, Germany, uh, you know, Finland, Denmark. And and why was that? I mean, in part because I think many of them were moms, like, you know, like you and me. Many of them, um, you know, were more open to feeling the fear and anxiety that people had and, and being more inclusive and in listening. The combination of, of reasons uh, really led to measurable results. Um, so I think that's why I've always been a good office holder. You know, that's why I've always done a, a really good job when I was in an office. It's a little harder sometimes running for office and asking people to vote for you. And, you know, that's when sometimes the, you know, the problems or the double standard about being a woman, uh, woman come into play. But once you're in office, I really feel like as a uh, public official, I, I kind of got a broader understanding. Like, for example, you know, I was senator on 9-11. Um, I, was, I was there at ground zero the day after uh, with, you know, the governor, the mayor, my fellow senator. Um, and I immediately was choking on the air and I immediately started thinking, people are going to get sick from this. I, I picked it up immediately because I was thinking, you know, what what if, you know, I were living down here or what if I'd been working down here? So I started working on trying to, you know, understand what had happened to people's health. I, I don't know. It's just because as women, we you know, we we carry a lot of the responsibilities that families are uh, having to fulfill. And I, I felt like I was helping my huge family after such a terrible, you know, tragic disaster. Makes perfect sense. I, you have to go soon. So I'm just going to get in like two more questions because I want to let you go. One is, do you feel that you went gangster enough with Trump? Like, do you feel that you were being elegant wow, and that's... classy and you didn't go like you didn't go in going gangster? And that you maybe should have gone a yeah. little more gangster. You know, I, you know, I've thought about that a lot. I mean, really, I wrote a book after the election called What Happened, and I wrote a chapter about women in politics, and I wrote about, you know, how, how do you deal with somebody who uh, is, you know, that aggressive, uh, you know, that domineering and all the rest of it? You know, in retrospect, I think I would have, I, I could have tried a few different things. I think still you got to be careful as a woman on the, you know, the big stage. You can't be too, mm -hmm. you know, they get to be aggressive, but if we're aggressive, we pay a price for it as, you know, yeah. so well. So I think I could have tried a few other um, tactics, maybe. Um, not sure they would have worked, but, you know, might have been worth trying. What do you think of my idea that there should be a penalty box at debates? So if you don't follow the rules, you get a timeout for a minute and the other person just gets to talk and the camera and the microphone are not on you. I love that. I, we've got to do something right? to, to make these debates, yeah, these debates work again. Because right? we saw with Trump, I mean, you know, just interrupting, talking over his time. Yeah, something has to happen. We should put you in charge of that, Bethany. I would like How to be, it? yeah, I want to control the penalty. You're in a timeout. 
now, now you face the corner. So, um, yeah, yep. What is your uh, signature cocktail? Oh, well, I've gone through several during the course of my life. Um, I'm kind of on margaritas right now. Ooh, okay. I'll have to send you some margaritas, but we'll have to. Okay. <laughs> That's because we've been eating so much takeout Mexican food. I probably need to stop that, but it's been delicious. So, <laughs> Let me ask you just one last question, which is your mantra. Mine is, you know, keep going and be grateful. I mean, that's kind of how I, I mean, when you're knocked down, which everybody is, you got to find a way to get back up. Maybe you just get to your knees first and then you grab on something, you pull yourself up. Keep going and then be grateful, you know, every day. I, I really believe that gratitude is a discipline. And if you practice it, it has really good effects on you. Um, So that's what I try to do. Well, you have walked the walk, you have talked the talk, you have been on the journey. And I have to say that you make me proud to be a woman. And I'm proud of you and everything you've done. It's unbelievable. Oh, thanks. It's great talking to you. you. The very best to you. Thank you so much, Hillary. Uh, you know, people are just people. I mean, Hillary Clinton is a person. She's a human being. And I think I got a sense of her. The truth is, that's what this podcast is designed to do. You don't understand who this person is. You don't understand how they think about relationships and their career and their struggle. And that's what it is. And I wasn't here to just, you know, talk to her about the same shit that everyone else has talked to her about. I just wanted it to feel like a normal conversation that you were just sitting in on, and I hope that I did it justice because there was so much to talk about, and I'm glad she wore just like a flannel sweatshirt or fleece because I was wearing a Snoopy shirt, and that would have felt stupid if I was all decked out and if she was in a suit, so I'm really thrilled, and thank you all for listening. This is quite exciting. Just Be is hosted and executive produced by me, Bethany Frankel, Be Real Productions, and Endeavor Content. Our managing producer is Samantha Allison, and our producer is Caroline Hamilton. Corey Preventure is our consulting producer with the ever-faithful Sarah Katanak as our assistant producer. Our development executive is Nayantara Roy. Just Be is a production of Endeavor Content and Spoke Media. This episode was mixed by Sam Baer. And to catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Beth. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R.